There is one thing that you need to hear above everything else. Jesus died for you. Despite everything you have done in your entire life, God loved you so much that he was willing to send his only son down to the earth to live a perfect life and then die for you. What sort of crazy love is this? That a perfect God would give up his perfect son so that people like you and me could be redeemed. He paid the ransom for our sins, providing us a way of escape from eternal punishment. He offered us a chance at life and life to the full. He offered us freedom in him. What did Jesus do? He did everything. I want you to fully understand what this means. I want you to comprehend the cost involved, the torment he suffered, and the separation from God he experienced. Once you understand what he really did, you begin to understand what you are worth to him. You begin to understand that his love is unsurpassable. It is extravagant, glorious, perfect. You might say, I don't deserve his love. Nobody does. That's why it's a gift. Despite our messed up lives, we get to receive God's love by accepting His Son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. A lot of people will tell you that there are many ways to be saved, but the truth is that salvation is only accomplished through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes, He died, but then He also rose again so that you and I might be forgiven of our sins and made alive in Him. You want to find salvation? Find Jesus. You want to know what it's like to be set free? Know Jesus. This is the deciding moment. This is your chance to truly begin to seek God. If you're thinking, I've tried before and it just doesn't seem real to me. I feel like God is just an idea sitting out there in space and he really doesn't have a lot of effect on my life. Listen to me. If you have not experienced the life-changing power of God, chances are you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life. God is real. Jesus is real. And if you believe in him, he will change your life. You won't be the same person anymore. You will be a new creation in him. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Uh, so we're going to start part three today. You guys ready? You guys ready? All right. So um, I'm going to get right to the point. Those of you who have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Second uh, Timothy. Second Timothy, the second chapter. And we're going to start at the 21st verse, 20th verse, I'm sorry, 20th verse, 20th verse. Um, only have two verses to read today. Um, and then we're just going to work this text today. Is that all right? All right. When you get there, say amen. All right. Second uh, Timothy 2 and 20, it says, Now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver bowls, but also those of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. So if anyone purifies himself from anything dishonorable, he will be a special instrument set apart, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. I want to start back on that 21st verse. It says, so if anyone 
purifies himself from anything dishonorable, he will be a special instrument set apart, sanctified, set apart, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. I'm going to title this message, Spring Cleaning. Anybody ever go spring, do spring cleaning before in their house? All right, all right. It's just that time of the year, and it's time to freshen up. You lift the windows up, let some air out. We had, had the opportunity to do that on Friday. Wasn't that beautiful weather? And I came home, and I said, lift those windows up. Air the house out. I don't know where I got that from. My mom used to say that. Air the house out. So we aired the house out, lifted up all the windows, opened the front door, let the screen, let the wind come in through the screen, and we just purified the house. And it gave us that spring smell. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And your kids come outside, come from outside, and they smell like outside. Anybody, mom, ever say that to you before? Get out, go, go get back from you. Smell like outside. I don't know what outside smell like, but that's what we smelled like when we played outside. So this is spring cleaning. Now, we're going to go back to the text real quickly here because I want you guys to work with me for just a couple minutes. You with me? So this book is the first is 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 second uh, Timothy. Timothy is uh, like a protege of Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul is preparing and he's training Timothy to be a minister of the gospel. And we find out later on that minute that uh, Timothy eventually becomes an elder in the church of Ephesus. You guys ever read the book of Ephesians? All right, so Ephesians is written for people from the city of Ephesus. And Paul is, is preparing Timothy to plant a church in the city of Ephesus. All right, so when you go through the book of First and Second Timothy, a lot of times what he's doing is he's giving instructions to uh, uh, the moral conduct, the spiritual conduct of a minister of the gospel. Um, and when you see a lot of ordination services and things of that sort, if you've been in church for a while, you'll see that a lot of times the preacher will refer to these scriptures to explain the importance of conduct for anyone that's going to do ministry. So this thing messed me up this week as I was reading this text uh, because Apostle Paul showed me something uh, that a lot of us struggle with in the church. If you go up to the 14th verse of this text, I ain't going to ask you to go there. Uh, Apostle Paul begins to share with the people of God to beware of false prophets and to beware of people uh, that are chatters in the church, basically gossipers. And what he's basically saying leading up to this text is to be careful of who you connect with in the church. And the thing that Apostle Paul showed me in this text, which was so powerful, was that the church is not a perfect place. All right, thank you. I got one amen. The church is not a perfect place. There's different issues from different people. It's a diverse place, so you're going to have conflict. Okay. So when you talk to a lot of folks and, and, and you deal with evangelism and discipleship and you begin to talk about, oh, why don't you come to church? One of the first things they say is, I don't go to church. Why? Because everybody in there is a bunch of hypocrites. But they don't say anything about the hypocrites on their job. They don't say nothing about the hypocrites in their family. They don't say nothing about the hypocrites in their house. But the first thing they want to do is they want to judge the church and they find all different types of fault in the church. So what I love about this text is what Apostle Paul does is he deals with the fact that there are issues in the church. Y'all with me? 
So we look here at this 20th verse, and he says, now in a large house, all right? Apostle Paul does something. He always speaks in analogies, like Jesus spoke in parables. So he, and if you really read a lot of Paul's uh, uh, New Testament writings, uh, what you see is he must have been an athlete or he must have liked sports a lot. Because he talks about pressing towards the mark and finishing my course and running the race. And he's always dealing with that or he's dealing with the analogies of houses. And the reason why he uses the analogy of a house is because here in this text, the house symbolizes the church. So now let's study this. Now you're looking at the word house. He says now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver bowls, but also those of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be long. I'm going to get right to the text. In a house, there are all different types of vessels inside of your house. Some are honorable and some are dishonorable. Y'all with me? The house symbolizes what? The church. And in the church, there are some that are, and there are some that are, uh-oh. So he's dealing with the fact that there are some folks who are in the church that's going to have some issues. There's going to be liars in church. There's going to be fornicators in church. There's going to be adulterers in church. Y'all like the blood of Jesus. It's in there. It's, it's, it's in church. Yes, it is. There's all types of issues in the church. And Paul is saying there are honorable vessels and there are dishonorable vessels, which means what he's trying to share with you is that there's no perfect, pretty church. I don't care how pretty they make it look on TV. I don't care how much they brag and tell you how perfect their church is. Some things go under your nose and you don't even realize it. Some things are happening and you have no clue. And the reason why you have no clue is because you're honorable. And when you're honorable, you hang with honorable things. Are y'all with me? So that's why he says, so if anyone purifies himself from anything dishonorable, he will be a special instrument, set apart, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. He does not say that he's going to take the dishonorable out of the church. He does not say I'm going to take the liars out of the church. No, no, no. They're going to be there. But I'm going to see whether or not you'll purify yourself from them so that I can use you. Meaning that if they're over there in a circle gossiping, I'm going to see whether or not you'll jump in a circle and gossip with them. Or will you be set apart so that I can use you? When everybody do their thing on Saturday night and shout on Sunday, I want to see whether or not you'll be set apart so that I can use you on Sunday. So there are always, and I hate to say it, but it's the truth, there's always going to be some dishonorable stuff in the church. Hmm. A good friend of mine taught me this a long time ago, um, a pastor of a, a, a huge church, and he says, the bigger the church, the bigger the issues. We just paint a pretty picture for you. 
we are just as imperfect as the church that's up the street that has 20 members and they got issues. So no matter where you run, no matter what church you run to, there's a possibility. No, there is not a possibility. There will be some imperfect people there. But the question is, what are you doing to separate yourself from the dishonorable things that happen so that you're not caught up in the mess? I want to work this text today. I, I, I just want to take my time. Can I do that, y'all? Now, in a large house, in the church, there are not only gold and silver bowls, but also those of wood and clay. Watch this. There are not only, what? And, but also, and look at the structure and the order. Gold comes first, then silver, then wood, then clay. How many of you guys have a trash day at your house? Mine is Thursday morning. When y'all's? Thursday morning. Tuesday. Friday. Monday. All right. Everybody got a trash day, right? Everybody got a trash day? Uh-huh. So on trash day, right, what do you do? You, 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 you grab the items. Well, usually during the course of the week, you're throwing stuff in the trash that is dishonorable. <laughs> that napkin that you wipe your mouth with. Thursday, it's in the trash. That plate that you wiped off with all the leftovers, it's in the trash, right? That toy with broken arms and legs that somebody trying to hold on to, when they ain't looking, it's in the trash. I just told on them. All dishonorable things are in the trash. And let me ask you this. When you pull that trash can out to the curb, do you have any regret? Why? Because it had no purpose. It served its purpose for a season. But when the season was over, you rolled it up to the curb, you went back in the house, and you never said, oh, Lord, where that napkin at that I wiped my mouth with? Where's that baby wipe that I wiped Jason with? No, 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 no. The dishonorable things are temporary and for a season, and you get rid of it. Now, help you real quickly. There's some other things in your house that are very valuable. Uh, I, 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 it's, a, it's scary now when you say old school, when you're a little older. Things weren't old school when you was young. You're like, that ain't old school. But now I'm like, Jesus, stuff is old school. My kids ain't never heard of a china cabinet. They never heard of a china cabinet. This generation don't have china cabinets. But back when I grew up, my mom had a china cabinet. Still got a china cabinet. My nana and pop-pop got a china cabinet. I ain't gonna call them old school, but they got one. But my kids probably walk past and don't even think about it. And the china cabinet had something in it called china. And china was used about once a year. Usually Thanksgiving. And because the china was so honorable, mom put it inside of the china cabinet and you better not touch it matter of fact you better not even play in the room where the china cabinet is because if my china breaks i'm gonna say it like she said i'm gonna break your behind 
I'm, that's First Lady Morfield, y'all want to know. That's what she used to say to me. Because it was honorable and it had purpose. Watch this. The vessel was so purposeful. Y'all with me? The, ve the vessel was so purposeful that she put it inside in the china cabinet and you weren't even supposed to play in the dining room. We had a whole room in our house that you didn't even go inside of. Ain't that crazy? That's, that's like, that's like rich problem, uh, first world rich problems. Y'all you, you got a China key. Y'all, I ain't rich. If you got a dining room in your house, you rich. I'm just helping y'all. You go over to some of these third world countries and say, you got a dining room. What is that? So there's this China cabinet room. Now watch this. It's Thanksgiving. The Herberts come over and my mom puts out a, a white tablecloth. She grabs the china, then she goes underneath, and there's this silverware that none of us ate off of either, because it was gold. I don't know if it was real gold or not, but it was gold. And she lays the gold on the spread, on the table, and they come and eat. Now watch this. The china was so powerful that I, even though it was out, I still had to sit at the kitty table. And I was like 30. Yasmin laughing, she's over there too. She was 35. <laughs> we just ate some of the gold from the gold uh, uh, silverware about three years ago. <laughs> we were, that was that like, we was honored. <laughs> Took 30 years to eat from this, this china cabinet because she straight up put us in another room with paper plates and folding tables. And we sitting there with Ayana, and I'm like, this is my daughter. <laughs> How about the kitty table and I got kids? <laughs> so <laughs> you have the honorable room <laughs> that has vessels, but watch this. The vessel is so important that not anyone can touch it. And there was a special way to clean it. I know y'all like, what you saying all this to say what I'm getting somewhere. You had a special way to clean it. Y'all with me? You couldn't put china in a dishwasher. Uh, some of y'all like, oh, yeah, that's why that silver lining gone. <laughs> you got sparks going on in the, uh, in the dishwasher because you wash in china. It, it, it's supposed to be fragile, and it's only supposed to be used for special purposes. That is the way that God sees us in his eyes. And then there's the dishonorable stuff. The stuff that we throw out, the stuff that we get rid of, and the stuff that we have no regard of, and the stuff that it only has purpose for a season if it has purpose at all. I'm going to give you an example of something that has purpose for not even purpose for you, but it has purpose to get to the destination, and then you forget about it or your kids play with it. Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap is designed to get whatever you got to its destination. Your kids just found purpose for it, but there's no other purpose but to make sure that whatever is inside of that box, it gets to you without any type of issues or being broken. But usually what you do, some of y'all little kids, y'all pop it all up yourself. When the kids ain't looking, you throw it in the trash. And then it's disregarded because that is considered not necessarily dishonorable, but it has no purpose. 
So when I tell you that there's folks in the church that are honorable and folks in the church that are dishonorable, the thing that should really convict you is what is my purpose to this ministry? Am I China or am I bubble wrap? Am I that gold fork that God pulls out to showcase me and to glorify him? Or am I that thing that's left on the table that's going to be thrown out with everything said and done? What is our purpose in the ministry? What is our purpose for the church? I know this is kind of heart-wrenching because I had to think about this myself. What is my purpose in ministry? Am I just here to say that I go to church every Sunday? Or am I used for the master's use? Am I used for this church so that God can be glorified? And if I am just here to be here, I'm dishonorable. If I just come to church just to say I'm a member, but I have not contributed, I'm not just talking about money. I don't want y'all thinking about money. I'm talking about contributing my time. I'm talking about contributing fellowship. I'm talking about contributing love. I'm talking about just something to bring to the table. Then what am I here for? So what Apostle Paul is saying is one thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to be around anything dishonorable when you have been set aside, purified to be used for his purpose. Watch this here. In the house, not only is there gold and silver, but there's also wood and clay. Watch this. Gold and silver. Y'all with me? I know I'm boring you, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up in a minute. Gold and silver. How is gold and silver made? It's through pressure and through fire. Can you endure fire? The people that are used for God's purpose is people that can go through tough circumstance and still stand. Y'all like, well, what about me? You here, ain't you? You done been through something. And the fact that you can come here on a Sunday morning and worship and give God praise and give back to him his glory shows that you have been through fire, but you can withstand. But the dishonorable things is the wood and the clay, because what happens when they go through fire? They burn it up. One trial and they gone. One situation and they quit. One thing by the enemy, and that's why I don't mess with church no more. That's why I don't mess with this no more. One thing, one fire burns them up, and no, no, they no longer have purpose. So the question is, are you gold and silver, or are you wood and clay? How do you handle your fire? You better help me, girl. Does your fire make you shine? Or does your fire make you fold? Y'all quiet. Does your fire refine you? Or does your fire destroy your whole purpose? So Apostle Paul says there are some, when he says silver and gold, are those that can handle trial. And then there are some wood and clay that can't handle no tough circumstances. And that's what separates the honorable from the dishonorable. I don't know everybody's testimony in here, but as I look around, I see people that have been through all different types of circumstances, whether it was in your body, 
whether it was in your finances, whether it was in your job, but you have never allowed it to lose, make you lose your focus on God. And that's why God has purpose for you. But when you allow your circumstance to say, oh, I just can't do it no more, I quit, you have no purpose for the kingdom. With me. Now, in a large house, and I'm almost done here, there are not only gold and, clay, gold and silver bowls, but there are also wood and clay, some for honorable use, first, some for dishonorable use. So if anyone purifies, purifies himself from anything dishonorable, he will be a special instrument set apart, useful for the master, prepared for any good work. So if anyone purifies himself from anything dishonorable, I am what? When I'm sanctified, I am a set-aside vessel for God. When I remove anything dishonorable, right, I become a special instrument set apart, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. I cannot get to the special instrument that's set apart, useful to the master, and prepared for every good work until I remove everything dishonorable out of me. Woo! Until I remove the things dishonorable out of me, I cannot meet those three clauses. So when you're looking at yourself saying, how come this is going on? You have to now examine yourself like we do before communion. What is in me that needs to come out of me so that God can use me? And now, after I take it out, watch this. I now, y'all with me? I now got to get the residue out. After I take the mess out, I got to get the residue out. And the only way to get the residue out is with what? Water. Y'all with me? And the washing of the word. So now I have to pull out my junk. And now I got to be filled with the word to shake up whatever is sticking in there still. Woo! Y'all with me? I'm going to close here. Stop right here. I'm going to preach the science lane right now. Because <clears throat> they, they, they know this, 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 this thing right here. There was a place that my mom used to go to. Yasmin, she can attest to this. It was called Shopping Bag. Y'all say, y'all ain't saved unless you shop that Shopping Bag. Anybody, any, any Shopping Bag shoppers in here? Shopping bag, not ShopRite, not Acme, not Pathmark, that came later. Shopping bag was for the sanctified. Y'all quiet in here. Where, where, where are my shopping bag shoppers at? And my mom used to go to shopping bag on JFK Way in Willingboro, New Jersey, next to David's Bakery, where you would get a birthday cake and a Jamaican beef patty. See, they, they, they know all about that. It was some Jamaican baker. Yo, he had the best birthday cakes with a beef patty. So my mom would fill the car up with the groceries, put it inside of this blue Dodge Aries K. Y'all know about the Aries K. Aries K was the state worker car when they picked the kids up for uh, Dyfus. Y'all know about the Dodge Aries K? We had a Dodge Aries K. And it didn't have FM radio, it had AM. 
So that's why me and Yasmin know all these old songs, because <laughs> we had no FM station, no air conditioner, no seatbelts. That's a whole nother story. And my mom would pull up to our house. And when she would pull up to the house, she had a bag at her car full of groceries, right? Now, the rule in my house was if mom pulls up with groceries, whatever you're doing, you stop what you're doing. And you get out there and you better grab some bags. That was the rule of the house. So I'd run out. I'd grab some bags. Yasmin grabs some bags. We take it into the house. We put it in the kitchen. We lay it on the floor. And we start taking the groceries out and putting all of the groceries where they belong. You got the Maxwell coffee can that you put up in the pantry. Y'all with me? Y'all, you, you got the Nestle Quick, the Pink Quick. Not that chocolate stuff. We have Pink Quick, where if you ain't stirring enough, you got sand all in your throat at the bottom of the glass. You put that in the pantry. You got the pork chops that you put in the freezer. You got the rice, the Uncle Ben's rice. That you, you got the Mrs. Butterworth that I used to think would talk when I closed the cabinet because I watched the commercial that you put away and you put all of these things away and I begin to grab the plastic bags. I begin to grab them up and I'm folding them up, getting ready to throw them in the trash. And my mama sat right here and said, don't you throw my bags away. And I'm like, why? She says, because the bags still have purpose. So now we got a drawer in the house with a hundred plastic bags that set aside to be used for another purpose. Y'all quiet in here. So one day it's raining and we can't find an umbrella. And my mom says, go get a plastic bag out the drawer. Y'all quiet in here. Put it over your head and run to the car. Y'all. Uh, who am I talking to in here? We got a field trip. We going to the Franklin Institute. I ain't got no lunch pail. Go get a plastic bag out of the drawer, y'all, <laughs> all right, y'all ain't grow up like this. <laughs> you put a fried bologna sandwich in there, some chips, and a sip. No, not high C, not Capri Suns. We have sips. They don't even make them no more, do they? <laughs> Just sugar water. And you're walking to school, and your school, your, 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 the bag says shopping bag. And your boy got a He-Man pail. And the girl got a Shira pail. Somebody else got a My Little Pony pail. And they look at Thundercats. There we go. G.I. Joe. And I got shopping bags. And they're looking at me saying, yo, man, why are you carrying groceries? And I'm saying, I'm not carrying groceries. The bag says shopping bag. But the inside got more power than what you got in your pail. What I'm saying is don't get so caught up on the inside when God has filled up the or outside, when God has filled up the inside with more power. Y'all quiet. What are you saying? What I'm saying is some folks only know you from your past. Ain't that Johnny that used to knock folks out? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's me. But you know what? There's a new spirit on the inside. And all you remember is the shopping bag on the outside. But you fail to understand that God has put new purpose inside of this casing. Y'all quiet? So you have to understand that God gives us purpose for this shell. And he fills us up with his purpose 
And sometimes we're so caught up on the outward appearance that we don't fail to understand that there's more power on the inside. See, while they're walking around with He-Man pails, they ain't got no lunch in there. They got a cooler and some chips. Y'all, and they laughing at me with the shopping bag, but I got a full meal because my vessel has more purpose than the outward appearance of their pill, their pail. Now we're going to get in the lunchroom and you're going to want to exchange with Mr. Shopping Bag when Mr. He-Man just got, uh, what is that thing that you put your juice in? A thermos with some chips and a zebra cake. <laughs> I hope this is making sense. I'm just trying to make it, because this text can go a little deep, so I'm, I'm trying to make sure it's rational to y'all. y'all. Y'all get with me? Y'all get with me? So now... I now ate my lunch. The purpose of the bag is over. I throw it in the trash. I go home. I get in the house and I realize that there's a Maxwell coffee can that's empty. The vessel is empty. I'm going to grab it to throw it in the trash and my mom pops my hand. It says, don't you throw away my Maxwell can. It still has purpose. I come back the next day and there's two of them on the stove. There's one for the chicken and there's one for the grease. There's different cans, but those cans say Maxwell House on the outside. But on the inside, there's some oil that's going to feed the family tonight. Y'all quiet. <laughs> Are y'all with me? Don't get caught out on the inside. There's some oil. Man, if I was in a Pentecostal church right there, that right there is a message in itself. There's some oil on the inside. So what happens is we're now, all I see is a can that I think is only supposed to be used for one purpose. But my mom sees another purpose for the same can. And some people look at you when they only see one purpose for who you are. But God sees another purpose for who you are. And if you allow people to decide what you're supposed to be used for, they'll use you, dig you out for all the purpose that they need you to be purposed for, and they'll throw you in the trash. But God has a way. Help me, God. I'm about to holler in here. God has a way of finding purpose, pouring it inside of you, using you and then pouring you up again so now you look in that Maxwell house can it's still there <laughs> been washed out a couple times but it still has purpose because somebody seen purpose for it greater than what the initial purpose was for now it's dinner time I'm done and she got the grease but she can't find her favorite pan. And we done went through the dress, the, 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 the cabinets, and we can't find them. Even looked in the dishwasher. Ain't in there. Looked all over. Couldn't find it. But then something clicked at her that two nights ago she used that pan for something else. And it's in the refrigerator with food from two days ago. But now she has fresh food that she wants to use inside of an old pan. So what does she do? She pulls it out of the refrigerator, 
she pours, wipes out all of the old meat from two days ago, washes out the pan with some Dawn, cleans it up, dries it out, and uses it for a new purpose. It was left in the refrigerator with old residue and old meal from two days ago. She could have easily wiped it out, threw it in the stuff in the trash, but the juices and the grease and all of the, 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 the oyster mixtures of everything in it would have still been on the pan. So in order for her to use it and give us a fresh taste, she not only wiped out all of the old meat and the old noodles or whatever she used it for, but she had to wash all of the insides so we didn't have an old taste to it. That is what sanctification is. Sanctification is when God pulls you out, help me God, and gets all of the mess off of you, washes you up, watch this, gives you enough time to dry off, and then puts new purpose in you so that you can have a new taste. That's what it means when I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. I don't have the same taste that I had two days ago. I don't have the same feeling that I had two days ago. Y'all quiet in here. I don't have the same addictions that I had two years ago. But now that I've been sanctified, now that I've been washed, now that God has got rid of all the impurities of my soul and has washed me afresh, I have new purpose. Anybody in here have new purpose? God has washed you from your, your issues. God has washed you from your past. God has washed you from your addictions. And now he has filled you up. And now you have new purpose. So now when people come to you, they say, oh, you look different. You act different. You smell different. You're different. I have the same vessel on the outward. But the reason, thank you, why I'm different is because God has cleansed me of all my impurities, washed me with his word, and has filled me with some new flavor. That is the joy of sanctification. Woo, y'all help me. Is this helping somebody today? You got new flavor. I should have changed the message to flavor in your ear. Let me stop. You have new flavor. God has now changed you, molded you, shaped you. And we can't do it. Well, we can. We can work out and do some exercise. But for the most part, we all look the same. But God does something internalized. So now when you have conversations, you don't sound like the old Kara. Because Kara 20 years ago had a different conversation. But if I'm stuck on Kara 20 years ago, I'm walk up to 20, 20 year ago Kara and expect the same conversation. But new flavor is going to come out of your mouth. And I'm going to look and I'm going to say, that's a different taste. What has happened? And that gives you an opportunity. This is what's so powerful about evangelism. This now gives you a new opportunity to explain why your taste is different. Ooh. Ever run across somebody 10, 15 years later? And, and, and I speak for myself. Well, you know, I'm that now. I'm preaching 17. 20 years ago. And they're looking for old Joel. And then they look and they see this Joel is a whole different Joel. Family Joel. 
godly Joel. Church going Joel. Love the Lord Joel, for real Joel. And it gives me an opportunity to say, you know what? That was an old pop. That's what I used to be. And it gives me now an opportunity to share with them how God can cleanse them too. Set them apart. And give them an honorable purpose. And when you're honorable, you can't easily be destroyed. You can't easily be broken. And when you're honorable, you can be prepared for every good work. Our purpose, y'all, is to prepare ourselves to be vessels used by God, cleansed and cleaned completely. And I talked about this two weeks ago, so that he can fill us with his purpose so that we can do his work. And the thing about sanctification, a lot of folks don't tell us this because they'll tell you that it, it happened one time at the altar. No. It's an ongoing process. Just like you wash those dishes every week, or I pray you do. <laughs> Look, you never know. You go to somebody's house and this is a lip stain on there. Like... <laughs> <laughs> just like you wash your dishes every week is the same way you need to purify your soul and your internal your internal spirit every single week because what God what God is doing is he's going through his house and he's looking for what vessels he can be used can be used and the question I want you to ask today is am I a vessel that if God came into his house he would be happily pleased to use. And if the answer is no, and I'm not looking for nobody to say yes or no right now, if the answer is no, your prayer should be, God, cleanse me so that I can be used completely for your purpose. There was a song, and I'm done. <clears throat> it came across my mind. I'm looking at Jody because she was up there when I got beat for singing it wrong. Lord, I'm available to Y'all remember that one? Y'all know that last word. I just couldn't get it out. You gave, I still don't know the words. You gave me my, uh, there you go. To reach out to, uh-huh, to show. All right, all right. I still don't know the words. That's why I got beat. You gave me my, I can hear your voice so clear, but can I wash away their tears? You see, y'all remember that? Lord, I'm available to you. All right. Y'all, now y'all got that. And that's what that song, now I'm giving back to you. All the tools you gave to me, my hands, my ears, my voice, my, so you can use them as you please. Now I emptied out my, my vessel so you can fill me. It goes right along with this scripture. So if you don't remember nothing, I'll say, just sing, Lord, I'm available. Because I don't remember the words, so I got to remember the scripture. <laughs> this week, sing, Lord, I'm available to you. All right. 
I'm, I'm finished here. One thing I'm learning more and more is I want to make sure I pray because you never know who's in this building and who is struggling with what. Um, but what I don't like is I don't like embarrassing people. Um, but I do believe that if you desire prayer, you can stand. You can raise your hand right now. But I want to pray with somebody right now that's saying, Pastor, I still got some things I need cleansed. And I just want, I just want to touch and agree with you. You can just bow your head. You can lift your hand. You can stand to your feet, however you feel, depending on how confident you are. And I just want to pray with you, okay? Is there anybody? All right, praise God. So there's one. Father, we thank you. <clears throat> thank you, Lord, for this word on today, God. God, I thank you, Lord, for uh, just the demonstration of the scripture. Um, a little different than how we usually do it on Sundays, God. But God, I pray, God, that it was effective and it reached somebody and made sense to someone. God, I pray, God, that you cleanse us. Wipe out, God, the impurities and the things that are unlike you, God. Wash us with your word. And fill us with your spirit so that we can do every good work that you've designed us to do. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Um, I hope y'all guys got something out of it. Like I said, a little different. Um, but as I begin to look at this scripture, I'm like, I, I want to make sure it's relevant. So I, I hope this hits some, 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 some points today. All right? All right, God bless you. At this time, the Herberts and Minister Works are going to come. They're going to serve us communion, and then we're going to dismiss. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you would like to partner with us or make a donation, please visit our site at www.go2hopehaven.org. Our mission statement is to reach, evangelize, accept, and love. Your contribution will be a blessing to many in our local community, nationally, and even internationally. Again, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more next week.